Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Today's scripture reading is from Matthew 25, verses 14 through 27. The Parable of the Talents. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enjoy, enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received that was my own with interest. Here ends the reading. The way in which we celebrate Mother's Day today has not always been celebrated that way. In fact, it was political activists, suffragists, and pacifists who invented Mother's Day as a way to honor mothers as change agents. Today's reflections are gleaned from a wide variety of sources and close readings and lived experiences, my lived experiences. And for those of you who know me, and for those of you who are getting to know me, I always try to center myself in the world by recognizing my privilege. With that, I want to say that I have just learned of a new term, this idea of other mothering. Other mothering is those who nurture children instead of or alongside mothers. And we are grandparents, same-sex couples, 
aunts, uncles, siblings, cousins, and non-blood-related caretakers. I think we need to work to broaden our definition of mothering. And as we broad our definition or our understanding of mothering, we can do it by exploring these three insights. And the first insight actually comes from our Bible reading today. It's how do we understand the way in which there is no one way to be a mother? In Matthew 25, 14, there's no evidence in the text that says that the slaves were given clear direction on what to do with the talents they were given. They only assumed that they were doing this correctly. Isn't that kind of what mothering is like today? Where do we receive the information about being a good mother or a mother or a caretaker of many and the multitudes? Typically, the expectations of mothering are never clearly stated and often assumed or influenced by culture. And the chances of getting it right are very subjective. Traditionally, motherhood has meant the abandonment of self, that we must self-sacrifice and devote ourselves only in one way to the caretaking of those within our household. And that there is only one way in which we can truly care for and express our love for the house. But I believe that all of us have to take the risk to redefine what mothering is because so many of us find ourselves outside of that norm. The second insight is that mothering is just really about being in the world. In Matthew 23, 37, Jesus looks at Jerusalem, a symbol of the broken world at the time. And through a maternal image, he demonstrates his passion for a way of being in the world, one that is filled with love and care. Mothering is not just limited to having or raising one child or children. It's a way of being in and caring for the world. Women and mothers have traditionally and historically always done the work to heal the broken world. We figure it out and then we do the hard work to replace harm with love and care. This weight often falls on the shoulders and the backs of women who are pushed to the margins of our society. But yet, they are the mothers of the world. The third insight is about being a mothering or, or a mother is about taking risks. In John 19.25, Jesus' mother, his aunt, and Mary Magdalene were all taking a risk by being visible at the foot of the cross. Sometimes the risks we take are visible and sometimes they are not. Sometimes those who are tasked with mothering are made invisible if the way in which they approach mothering doesn't align with the norm. Imagine the weight of that invisibility, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. 
Here are a few examples of mothers in my life who've guided and helped me to reflect and redefine what being a mother and what mothering is, more personally and, of course, broadly. For those of you who mother behind prison walls, you take a risk. You're the mothers of the world. For those of you who are caretakers of the migrant families who are crossing imaginary borders across the world to escape hunger and fear, you are the mothers of the world. For all of my friends that are healers and doulas, for those of you who could not or decided not to have children, you took a risk in discovering who you are. You are the mothers of the world. For my brother and his partner who are raising an adopted child in an open adoption scenario. The way in which my nephew was loved by both his birth family and his adopted family is taking a risk. They are the mothers of the world. Those who serve essential roles during the COVID-19 pandemic take risks with the lives of their families and themselves to mother so many in this time of need. They are the mothers of the world. And for those of us who are juggling full-time jobs from home while being a caretaker, while being an activities director, a homeschool teacher, a healer, or just the manager of sanity, You are the mothers of the world. There's a perplexity in being a risk taker in today's society. What I mean by that is we have to explore whether or not we want ourselves and our children and our grandchildren and those around us to return to a a normal world, knowing that the old normal didn't work for most of us. So what is the new normal? And can we define it by redefining what mothering and mothers are and look like? Or do we continue to play it safe and bury our fears and hope to please the masses? In researching for this week's sermon, one of the very many books that I pulled out was Octavia Butler's Parable of the Talents. And the main character, both a mother to a child and to earth seed, played it safe, and ended up risking it all. Or did she? I'm not going to give away the ending, but Octavia Butler does a wonderful job of of showing that and leaving it up to the reader to decide that is, is taking the risk or playing it safe the best way to move forward. The reader is being asked to broaden their understanding of mothering in the world. I believe that we are in a unique time during this pandemic. And I propose that we begin to see things very differently. We have a clean slate in which we can reinvent ourselves and develop a new narrative, a new way of thinking and being in the world. One that challenges us to think what it means to have a mothering spirit. If we are indeed to live by the parable's lesson that was read today, I hope that we reframe it by trading in the old definitions of what mothering looks like and start thinking anew. 
that we start taking a risk. And that we take a risk in believing that in ourselves as mothers or other mothers, that we don't impose ideas or theories or judgment on others, on what mothering and mothers should look like. And what if each of us begin to see and believe and embrace in our own talents and gifts that life gives us abundantly? How do we live to be fierce? My dear friend Grace says the following, being fierce means that we create a livable life and we learn to live and mother unapologetically, that we live and love and otherwise operate outside the binary of mother scripts. So I encourage you to take the risk and be fierce. I encourage all of us to take on that mothering spirit and use our talents, our intellect and creativity to work for the benefit of the community and a better humanity. I wanna say thank you to all of the mothers and the other mothers for all that you have done and bring into our world to heal us. And know that I pray for you today and all of the days. I want you to know, and I hope you leave this sermon today knowing that I see each and every one of us as having the potential to be the mothers of the world. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at beatitudeschurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.